Welcome to Trials in My Era, or Time Stories for short. My name is Natalie Hatayan. I'm the host and producer of Time Stories, and I'm very excited to be here with you. This week's story is titled Sex Education. It's read and written by its author, Becky Hermenzi. I'm psyched for this story. It touches on a part of sexuality that is oftentimes left out of conversations, especially in terms of the queer experience, which is lack of sex education all around. Becky uses humor to speak to her experience, and I promise you, you will be laughing out loud. But she also does something pretty powerful with her writing that I encourage the listener to pay attention to. She describes the confusion and displacement she felt as a kid in a way that anyone who has ever questioned their own sexuality will understand and feel incredibly seen. I always like to start each episode with a question that relates to the story. This week, as I was listening to Becky's essay, I kept going back to how she described her initial understandings of sex. So my question this week is, if you could sit down with your 16-year-old self and be your own sex ed teacher, what would you say and what do you wish you had heard? This is Sex Education by Becky Hermenzi. My relationship with sex education has always been a complicated one. I have vivid memories of sitting in health class in middle school feeling really grossed out at the concept of sex, specifically sex with men. I couldn't for the life of me figure out why anyone would want to do that. I genuinely would wake up sweating from what I can only describe as nightmares involving penises. Now you're probably thinking, Becky, you were clearly gay. The warning signs were hard to miss, but believe it or not, I missed them all. It's because I didn't really grow up with a lot of, if any, lesbian representation. I mean, let alone lesbian sexual representation. I was still a good one to two years out from creating my first Tumblr account and reading my first sapphic fanfiction, so I had a ways to go. The closest thing I had to understanding what lesbianism was was Ellen DeGeneres, and I did not see myself in Ellen. Although I do think it is a little homophobic that my high school graduating class voted me most likely to be a talk show host for senior superlatives. I wasn't even out at that point. I think they all just knew something that I didn't. My first introduction to sex ed was in health class in middle school. These classes consisted mostly of learning about the bodily aspects of sex, i.e. the private parts. One day in class, we were quizzed on the anatomy of penises and vaginas, having to label the different parts correctly. Now, I was top student in my Latin class and knew that in most languages, words that ended in a were feminine and words that ended in us were masculine. This led me to proudly labeling a part of the penis as the uterus. You can imagine my shock when I got my quiz back, having essentially failed it. Made a note to myself right then and there, do not use Latin rules when discussing the reproductive organs. This was just the first in many instances of the Reading public school system not setting me up for any kind of success. I'm from a pretty conservative rural area of Connecticut, the kind that's socially liberal and fiscally conservative. This meant that our health and sex education were strictly abstinence only. I went to middle school in the late 2000s, which means a considerable amount of my sex education in my early adolescence came from Urban Dictionary. I remember in seventh grade, there was a trend to look up the definition of your name on the site. 
Now, most of the definitions were like, Jessica, best dresser, or Emily, the coolest girl in school. I was like, okay, I'm 12. I could use a little bit of a confidence boost. I wanted to hop on the trend, be cool. So I searched Becky on Urban Dictionary, and all it said was giving head. I was like, okay, I'm 12. I have no idea what that means. And because I consider myself a lifelong learner, I copy and pasted giving head into the search bar and found out what oral sex was that day. I guess there's a rapper out there who has a song called Gimme Dat Becky, all about wanting to get his dick sucked. Uh, Who knew? And yes, of course I watched the music video on YouTube. I told you, I'm a lifelong learner. The concept of oral sex absolutely disgusted me. Do people realize they want to put their mouth on the part of a man's body where they pee out of? No one else thinks that's absolutely horrifying. The revelation was another dizzying moment of being absolutely baffled as to why anyone would want to have sex ever. And I want to make it clear. It's not like I wasn't having any sort of sexual fantasies. Mine just primarily consisted of me wanting to hug my English teacher for a really long time and rewinding my parents' Titanic VHS tape to the draw me like one of your French girls scene when no one was looking. Again, all the signs were there. They just went so far over my head because I didn't even know that having sex with another woman was a thing that you could do. Anyway, by the time I got to high school, it got even worse. The entirety of our high school sex ed was a four-week unit in sophomore health class. My particular class was taught by the school's assistant football coach, Coach Brown, who wore khakis, a windbreaker, and green Crocs every single day. What qualified this man to teach teens about STIs and sexual health? I have absolutely no idea. Like I said, our curriculum was strictly abstinence only. Coach Brown's favorite saying was, you're never just a little bit pregnant. He also loved the shoe metaphor, which, for those of you who don't know, was a teaching tool that I've learned many health teachers use to reiterate the importance of abstinence, especially to girls. Basically, the metaphor goes, when you wear a brand new pair of sneakers for the first time, they look the best that they ever will. But as you continue to wear them, they get dingier and dingier. Think of those shoes as your sexuality and your virginity. The more you wear them, the less valuable and shiny they become. My sex ed in high school took place in the fall of 2012, so not exactly a long time ago. But so surely there was something in the curriculum that was related to LGBTQ issues, right? Actually, yes, there was an LGBT section we had in class. Although it was spending half of a class period one day during the entire unit where we basically learned about the AIDS epidemic and then discussed what happened to Matthew Shepard. And that was it. Basically, I left class under the impression that if you were gay, that meant you were most likely going to die a horrible and painful death. Sex was never framed to us as something that could be positive, something that was meant to evoke pleasure. We were only ever taught the evils that having sex could induce. This teaching method layered on top of the fact that I was absolutely horrified by the thought of having sex with a man left me with a lot of disgust for myself as a sexual being, a line of thinking that I have only begun to recently unlearn. I did, of course, eventually have my but I'm a cheerleader moment. In the beginning of the movie, Natasha Lyonne's character Megan is being confronted by her family about her lesbian behaviors. She basically is like, I thought everybody had these thoughts. And I very much had a moment like that too. I thought everybody wanted to watch Kim Possible and she go wrestle. I thought everyone kissed their American Girl dolls on their tiny plastic mouths. I thought that everybody's idea of having a crush was just picking the least threatening boy in their grade that they could find and pretending that they liked them. 
as I slowly began to realize and accept that I was exclusively attracted to women sexually, the fear my sex ed had instilled in me began to dissolve. I still have an incredibly complicated relationship with sex, but unpacking and unlearning what was taught to me in an educational setting has helped me to realize, you know what? Having sex can be fun. Becky Hermanzi is a New York City-based comedian, performance artist, and writer. She has been featured on shows such as Messy Queens, Tits to the Glass, and was most recently a semi-finalist in the New York Queer Comedy Festival. If you'd like to see her at upcoming shows, she'll be at Becca Blackwell's Snatch Adams at Soho Rep. You can also follow her on her Instagram, at Becky with the OK hair. And last but not least, don't forget to follow at Trials in My Era on TikTok and Instagram, where I post tidbits of these stories. That's it for this week. Thanks so much for listening. It's also the last day of Pride, so happy Pride. We'll talk soon. Bye.